Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves a galaxy far, far away, but in animated form. Frank, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good, Tim. I am my cartoon version of myself, with uh, where my beard is like one giant block um, that doesn't move. It's more like a helmet that I wear <laughs> under my face. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what's going on with me. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing just fine. My hair, uh, actually now comes out into little spiky talons at the back of my head for extra neck protection, Frank. That's great. That's great. Yeah. None of that pesky back of the neck kind of, you know, no one's going to get you from behind anymore. Now I got neck talons. Nope. Exactly. No one's going to slap my neck anymore. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. Neck talons. Take. Neck talons. Yeah. Frank, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about this with you. Uh, and I'm excited to sip a couple of beers. Speaking of which, uh, uh, what are you sipping? I am sipping a decadent orange cream pop. Ooh. Decadent ale. So it is a India pale ale with vanilla extract and orange puree. It is from uh, Decadent Ales, which is from Stratford, Connecticut. And uh, I actually only took one sip. I couldn't really tell you what it's like, so I'm going to do another one right now. That sounds amazing. Also, when you said Decadent, I was like, ooh, that sounds Decadent. And then like, it's, that's actually the name of the brewery. Mm. Huh. It's, um, it's really, really pale for yeah. an India pale ale. Uh-huh. It's it's very light, almost like um like sipping on iced tea or lemonade kind of light. Mm. Okay, but with a with a slight hop, not too much. Not I would almost say like not definitely not a lot for an India Pale Ale. And it was yeah, it's good. I I'm having this kind of warm. It's not uh it's not uh, it's not cold because i just bought it tonight okay and when i got home it had only been in the fridge for about 15 20 minutes before we started okay so, okay so it's a little like room temp or close a little close to that it's good i don't love it okay all right fair enough good we don't have to love them all. yeah yeah no is I, it, it's good mm. is, is it, it very what? like orange creamsicle uh flavored it's less orange creamsicle than i imagined and maybe that's why i'm thrown off by it that's fair because it doesn't sound like it's very sweet. It's not. Okay. No, I expected more of a dessert beer, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this this is less, more orange, less cream pop. Mm, okay, all right, interesting. Yeah, I do like it, but it is not what I it is not what I anticipated. But I can definitely 
drink one or two of these in one sitting as opposed to like, oh, maybe I'll finish one. It's real heavy. Right, right. It's light enough that you could have a couple of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, right on, right on. What are, What are you drinking? Uh, I'm also drinking an IPA. Um, I'm oh. enjoying a Trogues Blizzard of Hops Winter IPA. Uh, we are we are in the waning days of winter now, and uh, mm. so I'm I'm clearing out the winter beers here in my fridge, and uh, yeah, Blizzard of Hops Winter IPA. It is it is a very I would say a very straightforward, um, fairly hoppy but not overly so. Um, and it's kind of kind of hazy color, um, but um, but not overwhelming. I could have a couple of these also. Uh, IPAs oh, will sometimes just stick to like one and then move on to something a little lighter. Um, but yeah. I could have a couple of these and, and be okay. It's definitely um a little hoppier than um than I will than I would normally go with like some uh, for more than a couple in a row. But but I, I like it enough that I would. It's not as heavy as a lot of winter beers are, and this is called a winter IPA. Um, mm. It's it's definitely not like a Sam Winter Warmer or something that is like, you know, ve- like quite heavy. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty it's pretty light as far as those go. It's kind of a, you know, lighter, hazy, golden type of IPA. So, yeah, I'm into it. I like it. I feel like I say I'm into it a lot. Um, but, yeah, I feel like this is this is a good Do one. I feel we've got we've got two good ones. You got to start keeping me honest now if I say I'm into it. I I will I will listen. It's like that time when we were interviewing oh somebody. Oh. I don't remember who. And I it's for Supergirl TV Talk years ago and you kept saying man. Yeah. Do you remember hey, man. that? Oh, I love hey, that. Hey man. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. And you were, yeah, you like you like texted me on the side you're like you keep calling him man. I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay. He he has a name." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's elephant. No, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So uh, that's great. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about some Star Wars. It's been a minute. Star Wars: The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. because Disney Plus is currently in is rolling out its season seven. That's right. And and Rise of Skywalker comes out on March seventeenth. Actually, uh, digital HD, which is crazy. Like I just saw it. I know. I feel. I, I know. I, I know. It's it's just it, it just came out of theaters like two weeks ago as we're recording. I know, this. and now I it's think gonna... it I, I think it actually still is in some theaters because they were theaters. talking about yeah. still trick like one of those like Bijou type oh like you know, the second, second string theaters. theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know where there's a second run theater around me. I I I've never I've never you know here's the thing I don't think I've ever been to a second run theater. Really, growing wow. up in New York, we didn't have any around, and if mm-hmm. there is one around me now, I don't know where. So I've never been to a I've never been to a dollar theater. I didn't know dollar theaters were a thing until I was like eighteen, and a friend from the south told me that they went to the dollar theater. I was like, "What is this magical place? You pay a dollar and see a movie? This is legal." I know it's like cheaper to. It's not even like Redbox is more expensive, and yeah. I got to drive there to right, get it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But but anyhow, um, yeah, that's crazy that that St. Patrick's Day it'll be uh it'll be out on on digital, but um. We we are talking about Clone Wars, and I'm I'm really excited. Uh oh. So you said St. Patrick's Day. I was like, this could be a lot of drunk, angry nerds <laughs> tweeting about Star Wars that day. <laughs> Not even just angry, drunk and drunk, angry. angry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, either those are that, or they're gonna be drunk, angry yep. Star Wars nerds. Those are our. <laughs> that's that's right. Uh, no, we're the drunk, angry Star love... Wars nerds. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Oh my goodness, yeah. So anyway, so let's talk about Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Frank, did you watch it when it was originally on? Oh yes. 
Oh, oh yes. I didn't know this. I we never talk about Clone Wars. No, so we this haven't is... really. Yeah, no, I was there day and date. I was there. Uh, I was super excited for it. Like knew it was coming. Went and saw the movie right when it was out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Was not overly impressed with the movie at first. Um, Samesies. But yeah. but decided I was going to power through anyway. Then the show started. I don't know how much how much long. Not much after that. Not long after that. And I was watching it from day one. I remember the first the first couple episodes were about Yoda. Um, so yeah, from season one, right from the beginning, I watched it, and then I trailed off somewhere in season four. Um, mm. I but I was I was watching it every week um, for the first like three and a half seasons, and then around season four, I I puttered out, I kind of lost steam. Um, but then I recently just caught up in anticipation of season seven starting, so I am all caught up. I've been watching um, as we record this. There have been two new episodes of season seven. I've watched those as well. Um, I am I am up to date. But what's your story? Did you watch it from the start? I did not watch it. Well, sort of. I I watched the I watched the movie. I went to the the theaters to see in the movie, and they the WB logo came up, and I was like, "What is this monstrosity?" Oh, yeah, the WB logo came up, and I I let me see when did Clone Wars come out? It came out after Sith. Yeah, it was so like I was eight 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 nine. So I was in college. So um, yeah. So yep, we were friends. Um, by that point, I guess so. So, so I watched it in. I watched that movie in theaters, and I was like, "Ooh, this is not good. Do not like." Mm-mm. No, it was. No it mind. was just you know. It was still very like overly child friendly with Sky Guy and R two E and those kind of things. Yep, um, exactly. Yeah, Ahsoka exactly. was was originally like sort of there to appeal to the the children. Right, and I I didn't take to Ahsoka originally. Because I was like, what is this nonsense of Anakin having a Padawan, but he's not rank- granted the rank of master? And, um, and like, she's never mentioned. And I like kind of went through all these different you know, phases of fandom where I was like, this is not right. I, don't, I do not like, like the changes that they have made to these to, to the Star Wars mythos. So mm-hmm. uh, so I backed out of so I backed out of Clone Wars early. Um I, like very early. The just the movie. I said, "Nope, not for me. I'm going to be fine." And then a couple years later, I was working a I was working at a camp and like we had like desk duty, summer summer desk duty, you know, for the dorms and everything like that. Sure, so sure. and there was nothing to do except like especially when everybody was off doing stuff was just kind of you just sat there. You didn't do anything. And so I watched the first two seasons of Clone Wars and I wish I hadn't stopped, but I did. Whereas I gave it a shot. I like Ahsoka now. I'm fine with these changes and all of that stuff, but it's still a little kitty for me. And I couldn't get and I was like, I got to watch all the episodes like and and I couldn't get past some of like the droid episodes. Some of the clone episodes didn't do it for me. And so I backed off until Disney Plus, actually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where I found a really good list online. It was about 66 episodes. It was like, these are the non-kitty, essential to the story. You will get a great flavor of everything if you watch these episodes. And I said, great. So I did. And it was awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. It is. It is. I love it. Um, I, yeah. So I, I started. So similarly, when I picked it back up, um, when I caught up from like mid season four through to present day, um, I didn't I didn't 
use a list. I probably should have. But what I did instead was I used to be a completist. I used to watch every single episode. And, and the clone ones and the droid ones were also not that interesting to me, um, mm-hmm. even back in the day, even when it was first airing. Um, the stuff that I cared about most were like the core characters, right? Whereas was Obi-Wan and Anakin and, and Ahsoka, um, who I also came around to at first, didn't care for her, but then came around to her uh, in a big way. I really love her now. But um, yeah, it, it actually it took Rebels for me to like really like so, turn yeah. on Ahsoka. I didn't. I haven't seen the Ahsoka episodes of Rebels. Like, I I jumped off the Rebels bandwagon real early. Um, but I I I do want to go back and find those now. Um, mm-hmm. but but what I what I did do was I watched from season four, mid season four onward, and I just like when I got to an episode that I didn't like, it was clearly going to be an arc because by this point they were doing like three episode arcs, three four episode arcs. Mm-hmm. When I got to an arc that was like, all right, this is very clone centric, very droid centric, and I'm not really into it, I would just skip the rest of that arc and I would read the description and say, oh, okay, looks like this one we're back on track with the characters that I'm invested in. I'm going to jump back in here. So I would skip arcs here and there, um, but mostly watched, you know, get, get all caught up. Um, how did you find it watching this, um, like the 66 episode, 66, like, like order 66. Um, how, <laughs> how did you, how did you find it doing it this way? Great. I had no problems. I, there were some, there were definitely some episodes that like, I know we're, we're probably going to get like flack for not liking the clone episodes, but like, it's just not why I like star Wars. They're not, they just aren't i'm not invested in them i'm invested enough to be like ah oh, it's rex yeah or, oh, rex it's cody. cody yeah a couple of them that got developed as characters i am a little more invested in but mm-hmm. but by and large not not as much no no and i think they're like i can look at them and be like these episodes are well made like there's that uh there's oh, hold on i'll pull up the i'm gonna have the list because i'm gonna break the i'm gonna break the rule of <laughs> one look up just because there are so many episodes that's fair that's fair. um but the um, season five, the war on two fronts. Oh yeah, I think um, front wars, the soft. I think those are the ones that I think. Oh no, I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking of Lux. The um, maybe I'm thinking of clone centric episodes that have some illuminating things to say about the state of the Jedi Order. So the general um plan of descent in Carnage of Krell, where like that Jedi that Jedi Master's like, oh, you can all go die. It yeah, doesn't matter to me. Clones and, are just disposable, like he sends them out there to die. Yeah. 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 So I watched those and I was like, these are really well made episodes and they do give you great insight into clones and all that stuff. But I'm like, but this is like, I can recognize that. And I'm still slightly disinterested. It's just that section of Star Wars is not is not for me. Yep. But they are beautiful episodes. And I will say as the show goes, it, it is really, really stunning. Some of the some of the I guess the, the animated cinematography. Yeah. The animation really, really got amazing in in the later seasons um in the early seasons it was okay um, i made that joke about my beard being like one piece i mean it's because like and like the rebel force radio guys used to joke all the time about how obi-wan's hair just looked like a helmet um it does just, i mean in the early seasons especially it just looks like one unit but then as time went on like you know they they i don't know if it was budget or whatever it was but they 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 changed the character models a little bit and like you know the wind would flow in their hair a little bit and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it got it got it got the planet like landscapes were gorgeous, yep. uh, especially in those later seasons when they went to some interesting places. Even was- season two with Mandalore and things like that, it's like really interesting designs, really production designs in it. it. 
it's it was of a uh, Star Wars era where they could do different things, but it still felt like Star Wars. Whereas it's like, up oh, here's another desert planet, yeah, or you yeah. know, you know that we're sitting in a, a the the era of interesting architecture, I guess, you know, and uh, in Star Wars, and and I wish that we could see that in other things as opposed to. A desert planet, you know, or something like that. Sure. You know, there are, there, it's not, it's sometimes like we miss, like, it's not just about the topography, but it's also the cities that, that's right. The, you know, the man made structures really make a difference. Um, <clears throat> so, so I guess we're in agreement that uh, Jedi's rule and clone episodes are fine. What about bounty hunter episodes? Those kind of depend for me. The Mandalorian, I mean, not that they're really bounty hunters but the, the mandalore episodes i thought were really interesting um i like that stuff a lot um I'm, I'm trying to think of other bounty hunter like arcs i i remember liking that stuff um okay there was the there was the box episode where all the bounty hunters got gathered together and they had to do that like maze thingy majig yes and stuff yes i really i really liked that episode i liked that i liked that yep yeah, I liked how that led into like this assassination attempt or and all this stuff. And I, uh, again, bounty hunters not my thing as much, but I enjoyed the, I don't know, the saw ish aspect. Yeah, of, yeah, right. Of right. it, or the movie Cube, I guess if sure. it was kind of like that. Um, whatever the inspiration was. Again, out outside the box, uh, yes. thinking. Um, I, you know what? That, so speaking of bounty hunters, I really liked the the arc where Obi Wan uh, uh, goes undercover as a bounty hunter, like with those those yes uh, convicts, escape convicts. That um, was that. That's the same episode. That's those is that are the, the one same, you're talking about. That, okay. Yeah, those are the same ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. I, I liked that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed that. Was that was cool? That was different. Uh, it was very different for the show, you know, because he like had like a you know, whatever face changing technology um, to mm-hmm. look like. And, and, he, and he was supposed to have been dead and, and all this stuff. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I did too. The I like how the show started to show the, how war started to like make the Jedi morally ambiguous without them even realizing it. And then it commented on such things. So, so when the Jedi do fall, you can sense that a part of it is their own fault but then also how much Sidious had really orchestrated the fall of everything. That's so true. That's so true. You do get this sense of, uh, I, I would say at the beginning of the show, it felt like, thing, like things like Ahsoka being there um, were sort of like, how does all this stuff happen between episodes two and three that we never heard about, never heard referenced or anything? Like, how can that be? Um, but but by the time you get to the, you know, to like season five or six even, you do start to get that, like, wow, there are so many things happening that are that do tie in to Revenge of the Sith, and that do sort of mm-hmm. feel like, oh, wow, I, I see how we got here. I see how we got to this place where maybe in Revenge of the Sith, certain things felt like they happened really quickly. Um, things like Anakin trusting the uh, the Emperor the way that he did, and um, mm-hmm. but but watching this show and following, you know, five six years, five six seasons of of those characters getting to know each other and interacting. Um, it it really makes it more. It makes it pay off better. It makes it makes Revenge of the Sith pay off better, I think, and and explains a lot of that stuff, especially the way that the Jedi sort of fell 
um, and didn't see the deception that was going on around them and all, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And even the relationship between Anakin and Padme gets a good enough padding that you like when they are the chemistry actually they have in the show is better than it is in the films. Mm, I uh, think it's true. Yeah. Like you feel like they're a unit and a team, but they never really discuss themselves that way. But you can yeah. sense their cohesion. That's challenge. I think that's 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 challenging for a show to pull off. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's true. They, it's true. And the show doesn't shy away from its space politics either. Some of like they did, they went, they went in for the Senate hearings and the the stuff like that. And I was there for that because I like space politics. I like the the politics of Star Wars. Yeah, I I don't mind it. I mean, again, maybe it's because we're of that generation, right? And so we're we grew up with that stuff um, in in episodes one, two, and three. So maybe that's just you know we're more predisposed to it. But I I, I kind of enjoy that, especially like once you're bought in on like the system and also like knowing where it's going to go. To me, it's interesting to to watch it unfold. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I agree. Um, I agree. A, an, another thing the show did really well was its villains. Um, yes, because you've got your Asajj Ventress, you've got your Savage Press, you've got obviously you've got Dooku uh, behind the scenes uh, for a lot of it, and and then you've got Darth Maul of all things, um, mm-hmm. come back from the dead uh, or not quite dead, and it's it's th- and that Grievous stuff. don't don't forget the, and Grievous, don't forget General the, Grievous of course the gen- of course. the good general the uh, general the one where the I think it's in the first season where they go to General Grievous's base and lair, lair yeah. thing the house of grievous or whatever that's good that was yeah. like pretty scary it was pretty scary it was it was, it was. It was yeah good stuff i remember the whole night sisters arc mm-hmm. um where savage press uh came out came about um i saw that that um the the night sisters arc and then um uh forgive me the one like right before it mortis the mortis trilogy um yes uh, those two arcs, I, I'm definitely, definitely Night Sisters and possibly Mortis as well. I got to see on a big screen in a theater. Uh, oh, yeah. I was, um, as you know, I used to. I, I had an internship in college uh, where I got to do a lot of cool stuff. I was like writing for a sci-fi, uh, you know, like geek blog, uh, geek news website um, as part of this internship, and so I had press access to a lot of cool things. At the time, and one of them was I got to go to. They did a press premiere of the Mortis trilogy and of the Night Sisters arc. Um, st- they strung the episodes together as one, as like a movie. So like Mortis was like a movie, and Night Sisters was like a movie um, for just for just for press to to come review before the episodes aired. Um, cool. And like we were embargoed and all this stuff, so I could write about it, but I couldn't release it until the episodes actually were were airing on TV. Um, and it was really cool. I got to watch like the Night Sisters thing happen on TV and on on, on, a, on a big screen um, in New York, and like knowing that like this was Darth Maul's brother and and all this stuff. Not not knowing they'd ever bring Darth Maul into the show, uh, but just knowing like oh cool, like they got they were they managed to like create a brother character for him. Like that's that's cool. Like that that was cool enough in it, in its day. Not knowing that like later that season or the next season they'd actually bring Darth Maul about and it'd be even cooler. I think it's the next season because the introduction of Savage and everything like that really feels like we can't do Maul, so let's do a, like a version. That's and what it's almost, like, yeah. 
Someone's like, well, let's do, well, can we do both? I'm like, yes. Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. I, because once Maul shows up, Savage really gets the shaft. They like do this like good job at building Savage up to be this formidable foe. And then Maul shows up and Savage like says two words. <laughs> and he becomes like, the apprentice and that's it. Right. The end. Yeah. Yep. It's just, it's it's Maul now. I will say but that's, that's okay. It is when they get to fight Sidious. What I think that awesome was my, battle. I think, I think that was my favorite scene of the whole show. That's one of the best fights in all of Star Wars, like, period. Agreed. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Two, Sidious with two lightsabers. And I'm like, that was cool. But it also goes to show he didn't even, like, pull out the second one to fight Mace Windu. You know, if you, like, think of it like that in, like, how much, how powerful he is and how much he toys with people. Like, he did, like... It, that's where the show really, really works because it, it it never really talks about itself and doesn't self-comment, but you can string those things together. You can think right. about like, oh, he he wasn't even... He was play-acting because that's right. he didn't even bother to use two lightsabers. That's right. It, the, the depths of his deception at, like, at all times and the layers that there are always under the surface with him. Like You're never mm-hmm. seeing the full, the full Sidious, right? Like, look at rise of skywalker like another another whole layer <laughs> right there. exactly yeah and i love that we got the dark saber in that in that battle and like in that season mm-hmm. um which we then saw at the end of the mandalorian um, that's right which i i only was thinking about this the other day dark saber in the in clone wars was kept by pre vizsla who was voiced by john favreau who's the showrunner of the mandalorian Oh, he was. I was. I never looked it up, but yes, it was John. I, I, yes. I know. I know this voice. And I don't know why. It was John Favreau, and that's and then good. he ends up doing the Mandalorian, and the dark saber makes its way over there. So that's good. Special cool place connection. in his heart. Yeah, that really. is that is very cool. That is very cool. Um, I had a, a question. And of course, Dave Filoni involved in both shows too. Yes, of course, of course, of course. I, ha- I had a question, and I it just completely blanked out of my... Oh, how do you feel... Because I know Ian Abercrombie, the, the man who voiced uh, Sidious and Palpatine, passed away before season five, yeah. I think. Um, and so Tim Curry took over. How do you... What was... You, I thought Ian Abercrombie was like, wow, just like, good for you. Like, you're doing a spot-on job. Tim Curry made it his own, and how... Because it's Tim Curry, and how do you feel about Tim Curry's Emperor Palpatine? Or... Chancellor Palpatine and um, Sidious. It, it wasn't. It wasn't quite the same in the later seasons as it as it had been with Ewan Abercrombie, um, for sure. I I still enjoyed it. It didn't take me out by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it didn't like distract me. Uh, but it it wasn't quite. It wasn't quite the same. Um, it wasn't as much. It was less of an impersonation and more of like a characterization like like you know mm-hmm. a, a different a different take on on the on the character so but i i liked it i liked it yeah i i'm about the same fun fact did you know that ian abercrombie played alfred pennyworth in the wb's birds of prey no i didn't mm-hmm. that's so cool the 13 episodes that show was on yep those are the only two things i've ever seen him in no oh. i've probably seen him in one more thing i think I'm actually positive, but now I can't think of what it is. But um, but yeah, he played. He has played two very iconic nerd very. characters. You, do you know who voiced Darth Maul? Yes, Sam Witwer. Yeah, uh, yeah, buddy. yeah. Sam Witwer. Yeah, and he killed it. 
Star Killer himself. Yeah, yes. he really did. Because I'm, I'm slightly surprised that Peter Fenerwich like maybe well, I don't know if he was approached or not, or he, because you know why not? Why not? He was the original voice of Maul, but Sam Witwer like really he brought it. He did. Didn't Sam Witwer he, voice the Emperor in a, in a game too? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, and I don't know which oh it was the new um battle um um star wars battlefield something or other oh yeah battle front battle Battle front Front. battlefront 2 yep yep yeah i'm pretty electric boogle excellent i'm pretty sure that's where he voiced the character because he was um star killer in the force unleashed games yes yes but he he made maul an, an interesting character i like the I I really want to know how this mall gets to um gets to solo. Mm, that's mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. And also does it ever does it ever say who gave him spider legs and things like that? I think that there's some dialogue that glosses over it like how he got here. I've been here for however many years, whatever. Like, uh, I think they sort of vaguely hand wavy address it, but not specifically. Right. Because I, I wonder if that was something that or is going to be addressed in this season seven. I bet you anything there's Clone a novel Wars. or a comic that addresses it, too. That's probably true. But I, I, I do not have that inside information. But Same. maybe I'll, I'll do some I'll do some digging. Uh, what about these those last Yoda episodes of season six, like the lost Yoda episodes? You know, like I, I must go. And, right, you know, right, yeah. How did you feel about those episodes? Those were a little. I mean, it was cool that we got the Qui Gon connection. Um, yes, that's twice that Liam Neeson was like, "Yeah, I'll come back for Star Wars, yeah. no problem." Yeah, so that was cool. Well, three times if you count Rise of Skywalker. If actually. you count Rise of Skywalker, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no that that was definitely cool. It was a little. Um, out there, um, visually and sort of the, the like whole thing of like the Sith, like, but I mean, I guess it was like the Mortis stuff is is pretty out there. Um, yeah. But whenever they they yeah. just they talked like Force mythology, light side dark side mythology in the show, it definitely got a little heady. Um, very very heady for a, for what is ostensibly a kids show, a Cartoon Network yeah, it- kids show. It actually felt like it was influenced by Avatar The Last Airbender, which can also get that way. Which, you know, Dave Filoni did that, too. No, I don't think so. Yes. He, did he did he direct it? Yes. Because he was, he's, he wasn't the showrunner on it. Uh, maybe he wasn't the showrunner, but I, I, I he was I thought he was the showrunner, but I, I know that he was involved in it. Um, uh, I know for a fact he wasn't the show. I know for a fact he okay. wasn't the show. Okay, all right. I, I I may be wrong about that, but I know he was involved in it. Um, uh, and and that's that was the big his big, um, one of he, his big. Oh, he was a, fame. He was a storyboard artist on Avatar, and he directed and then, nine episodes. And he directed nine episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I knew he was. I knew he was involved in it. Um, but if it, if it feels familiar, that's that's probably that's probably why. That that similar sensibility. Uh, oh, he directed, um, he directed a lot of the he directed a lot of the episodes in the first. He directed a lot of episodes in the first season. Mm-hmm. It looks like and some actually some of the best ones. Uh, yeah, that was what what I knew him from when Clone Wars started. Like what people would say, like, "Oh, this guy Dave Filoni, he worked on Avatar: The Last Airbender." 
Um, that was like his his biggest credit at the time. And that was in 2005, and so and then and then he jumps to Clone Wars. So he basically worked on Avatar, and then took what he did on Avatar and applied it to Clone Wars. Exactly. So that's why the Force stuff feels like the the Avatar stuff. Yeah, very much, very right. Eastern influence. But so is Star Wars. So that's it, right. it actually, to me, it, it it fits really well. He worked super closely with George Lucas all throughout the the, the series, but especially in the early days, like they were they were collaborators. Um, yeah. In, in a big way. So uh, a final question before we wrap up um, your, m- your favorite question, my favorite question, favorite new character introduced in the clone wars. That's an easy one. Ahsoka. Ahsoka is your favorite. What, what, uh, what character development? Uh, I mean, she started kind of annoying if I'm being honest. And, mm-hmm. and, and I was really, I had, I struggled in a big way with, how was no? How was she never referenced in any in any of the films? Like if she mm-hmm. was his Padawan and they were this close, how was she never referenced? How do we forget about her between episodes two and three? Um, and the character development that happened with her, and then and then sort of the fall from grace at the end there, like it it and and we I guess we still haven't seen the resolution of it. We're going to get more in season seven, but um, I buy it now in a way that I didn't buy it before. So I love Ahsoka. She's my favorite new character. Um, That's and, cool. And to and to to sort of close the loop on something I was saying before, I want to find the episodes of Rebels that she was in. Like I want to find a list, kind of like this. And this this list of Clone Wars episodes that you sent me, I, I put it in show notes for anyone who's curious mm-hmm. and who wants to get on board. Um, the list is in show notes. I want to find a list like that of all the Ahsoka episodes of Rebels, so I can just watch those and get more Ahsoka because I love that character so much. Yeah, she's in a good chunk of of Rebels, like. Oh, like a really good chunk of Rebels. So you're going to end up watching a, a lot of Rebels. That's fine. I, I, I am invested enough in the character that I want to. Yeah. After season one, you'll get you'll get a lot after because she's not in season one ex- until the end, I think. It's like, surprise, surprise, there she is. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say for me, it's Asaj Vent- uh, Ventress. Uh, I re- that's that's another character whose arc I could really like I could get in on. That's a great like, character. The, like. Yeah, the it is. It's because it's not really a redemption arc, and that's what I like about it. Like she never really becomes a great person, but she but she learns self reliance. I guess it's, it's almost like she like it's almost like watching somebody get freed from a cult, but never truly get back to a good life. It's I I'm down for that, and I like the design. She was just kind of she was cool. She, she was, was cool. so cool. I think she came from the Clone Wars, the she, like micro the series. Yeah, the, like the, yeah, the, the Samurai the Jack. Image. Yes, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dendi, the Gendi uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. series. Yes, I thank think you. She was in that too. I know Grievous was she in was. that one and Dooku. Yes, that is technically not canon anymore. I know. I know. Like yeah, it, yeah. You can't. It it's been out of print fit. for years. Like even before the Disney acquisition, you couldn't buy it anywhere. I know. I actually have it. Pretty sure I have. I got bootleg copies of it in college. I think I still have kicking around somewhere. But uh, but the DVD. I remember a time when you could buy the DVD for for that series, the whole series on like two discs uh, at like CVS. And now it's out. of Yep. Yep. I know. I know. That's a time machine. Time machine, man. Could have been so helpful. But uh, I think that. Oh, who is like the 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 character like when they showed up and you didn't you weren't expecting them to show up what was the character you went like ooh like chewy. that's exciting chewy yeah right on chewy mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I forgot. Yeah, I unexpected. even forgot Chewie was in it. I even yeah. forgot Chewie was in it because they nailed the Peter Mayhew movements and everything. Like they really, they did. They they, they went they for did it. a good job. Yeah, they did go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I would I would say uh, soon to be Grand um, uh, uh, Moff Tarkin. Yeah, I think that was. And Stephen Stanton's voice work on that was mwah, beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He, he was he was terrific, and I I love Tarkin. Interesting character. Um, visually visually striking for some, even though he's just a dude um he's it's 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 cool it's cool Very so cool. those are those are the bits and i Good love stuff. them so uh, frank where can the people find us they can find us at beerwithgeeks.com or thoughtbubbleaudio.com that's our network that's where this show and a whole bunch of our other podcasts are all available our podcasts and podcasts from lots of our friends who make other great uh, great shows to so check those out at thoughtbubbleaudio.com check us out on apple podcasts or overcast or stitcher or spotify or wherever you get your podcasts we are there i guarantee it uh, and if we're not, let us know and we'll be there. Um, you, you can email us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at beerwithgeeks on Twitter. Uh, and please leave us ratings and reviews uh, on, on iTunes, on the Apple Podcast Store, because that does help us tremendously and helps spread the word. Uh, so we do appreciate those ratings and reviews. Even just a click, a, a quick click of four or five stars uh, really, really helps us a long way. Uh, so please do that if you are feeling so inclined. And support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Throw a couple bucks our way and help us keep these shows going. It costs a little bit of money for us to do it. We love doing it, but we, we would love to do it with your support. Um, so please, please help us out there as well. And I think those are, I think those are all the places that people can, uh, can find us. All right. Well, then that's a great. Well, Frank, then until next time, cheers. cheers. <laughs>